Welcome to Geological's mini-series dedicated to sports and orthopedic acupuncture. For the next few days, I'll be bringing you several podcasts a day from the Sports Acupuncture Alliance's conference in San Jose, California. In addition to interviews and discussions with speakers of the conference, you'll also be hearing from participants and you'll have a special front row seat at a roundtable conversation around the issues of running a sports medicine practice. The Sports Acupuncture Alliance was created to promote the study and practice of sports and orthopedic acupuncture. I'm delighted that they were willing to partner with Geological to bring you this mini-series so that those of you who were not able to attend the conference could learn from the speakers as well as the participants and to get a taste of what it's like to be here at this special event. Please enjoy these discussions and take what you learn here and use it in your clinic. These conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Worried that an EMR is too complex for you? Jane has friendly and knowledgeable support. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Are you concerned about the health of Mother Earth? AccuFast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show, Ancestral Sturman offers up a sinew treatment, and the folks at Blue Poppy have something special to share as well. Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. I don't know about you, but sometimes I take a step back and marvel at my acupuncture needles. I mean, they're the world's simplest medical tool, a sharpened wire and a handle. That's it. And with this simple tool, hundreds of health conditions can be resolved. I love it. What I didn't love was the amount of packaging waste I generated at the end of the day. But that has now changed too. Ever since I switched to AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles, I reduced my packaging waste by 90%. Not only are they a great needle, but the folks at AccuFast plant a tree for every two boxes of needles I use in the clinic. By switching to AccuFast Needles, you'll be helping patients, planting trees, and joining a community of practitioners changing the world. Like our simple needle, being a part of this solution, it's simple too. Visit AccuFastNeedles.com slash Geological to learn how. Hi folks, I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit Mayway.com to find the perfect Pumsar brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies. As we welcome the month of May, our focus is on women's health. Our newsletter articles and podcast episodes this month will highlight different aspects and unique challenges women face. So subscribe or tune in. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our women's health formulas this month. Just visit Mayway.com. This season and every season, trust Mayway Herbs for your health and wellness needs. And thank you for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. 
I love how technology can help to automate my office, and I want to share with you my favorite tool for doing so, Jane. Jane is a clinic management software in EMR with a human touch. Whether you're switching your software or going paperless for the first time, the Jane team knows that the onboarding process can feel a little overwhelming. That's why with Jane, you don't just get software, you get a whole team. Included in every Jane subscription is their award-winning customer support available by phone, email, and chat whenever you need it, even Saturdays. You can also book a free account setup consultation to review your account and ensure you feel confident about going live. If you're interested in making the switch to Jane, head to jane.app/switch to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their support team. And be sure to mention the code Geological at the time of sign up for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Well, it's been really fun here at the Sports Acupuncture Alliance's conference. There are so many wickedly smart people that are here learning more about the stuff that we all want to know about, i.e. helping our patients, and more importantly, fantastic conversations going on in the hallways, going on at lunch, uh, people really sharing uh, their questions, uh, their insights. It's pretty cool. And the guy that we have to thank for this is a dude named Chad Bong. He is the kind of instigating force behind this with his team of merry pranksters. And I've got him buttonholed here uh, by the stairwell. And uh, Chad, welcome to Geological, man. Uh, Thank you, Michael. It's it's great to have you here. So Great to have you, too. Thanks for coming, by the uh, way. Thank you for making the opportunity, because this is such a cool thing. What you know? I know you're a busy acupuncturist. You're a family man. You got to practice, right? We're, we're, number one, where do you get time to do? I guess more than where do you get time to do it? Because we always find time to do what's important. What instigated you into doing this conference? I mean, Whitfield Reeves. So I'll refer to him as Whit from now on. Uh, my mentor. So studied with him for years, and he had run, or he had helped found an, an organization in the 90s uh, called the National Sports Acupuncture Association. And it ran for a while and then due to some circumstances, it ended up um, ceasing to exist. But uh, we talked about kind of resurrecting it for years. Um, we were kind of hoping somebody else would do it, <laughs> basically. Um, and it just never happened. Uh, and then I was in... Uh, Santa Fe helping him teach a, a, a weekend and I met Catherine Ford there and she ends up being one of the people who, who helped motivate me to start this. But at the time, Whit and I kind of decided a podcast might be a good idea to kind of start reaching out to people. So, And you've got a podcast. And yeah. I mean, we, you're also a podcast, you know, in addition <laughs> to everything else. You also yeah, podcast. We have a podcast that's very, you know, specific to sports acupuncture. Uh, called Pinpoint Performance. And so we started doing the podcast. And on that podcast, the first episode, Whit and I talked about this organization that he used to have and how interesting it would be to, you know, restart something like that. And then uh, 
basically Catherine started bugging me about actually doing it. I was like, uh, I'm not sure I actually wanted to do that. It was just a good idea, hoping somebody else would do it. Um, Someone should pick this up yeah. and run with it. And then uh, Michelle Vlahakis, I hope I said that right, was a student of mine at Tri-State. And she, at this, right around the same time, was basically like, hey, Chad, can I help you do something uh, as far as like a project for acupuncture stuff? And I was basically, I guess I'm starting to develop enough of a team that sure, let's try to do this thing. And then Alex Brzezinski, who helps me with the podcast and was a student of mine at the Juan Institute in Philadelphia, I basically told him he was part of it. He didn't really have a choice. So that was my team. And we just started working from there. It took it took us quite a while before we got the first one going. How long did it take? We started putting this together in 2015. Um, our first conference was in 2017. And now we're on our second one here in San Jose this year. It seems like the beginning is always the hardest part. There's so much to do. There's all these unanswered questions, all these unknowns. You're like working, working, working. Is this thing ever going to come to fruition? Yeah, and we're just making it up as we went. <laughs> like, what do we need to do next? Oh, let's uh, let's get a logo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, what do we want to call this thing? You know, just things that took a lot of time. And you know, my team has been great. Where they're putting in a lot more effort than they are getting compensation for it, other than helping the profession. So, well, my suspicion is for people that do this kind of thing, part of our compensation is not just the money that goes in our pocket, but exactly what we see happening in our profession that we see people being able to do things better that they've got new ideas that they're talking to each other that there's a sense of community that patients end up with better care i mean that's what this is all about right this is all about improving our profession bringing our profession together is a big part of this so tell me more about that part the bringing the profession together i think it's super important in that you know we we don't have these super strong national level organizations where everybody's involved in it. We don't, you know, and the state organizations have a tough time getting everybody to, you know, contribute and be part of it. And I, I just want to be part of making a stronger bond amongst all of the acupuncturists and helping to, I think if we all like know each other and are bonded together and I think we'll, we're willing to fight for each other a little bit more, and I think that'll help our profession in the, in the long run. So I just want to see us all come together. Hello, everyone. Anne Cecil Sturman here. A working knowledge of the eight extraordinary channels from the unbroken oral tradition of acupuncture is valuable beyond words. The power of these channels is tremendous if the practitioner has well-integrated diagnostic theoretical and practical skill. You'll be familiar with Dumai, the governor channel or the sea of Yang, the primal reservoir of Yang, which ultimately finances all movement and growth. But this channel also governs the ability to self-determine. The psycho-emotional presentation of your patients can be matched to a classical activation of this channel, clearing impedance in the free flow of Yang Qi to body, mind and spirit. I'd like to share with you the marvelous potency of the Do channel in a full-length live treatment video from the seminar I taught last year in Melbourne, Australia. It's at ancecilsturman.com forward slash sinews2024. Click on the jump to free teaching button 
or see the link on my Instagram page at Anne Cecil Sturman. Thanks, Michael. Back to you. You know, it seems... I didn't think this was going to go into a political trend, but anyway, here we are, so I'll just throw it out there. Often it seems like we focus on our differences at the expense of how we're similar. You know, it's almost like there's turf wars between us, and so instead of coming together, hey, we've all got a similar set of tools that we use to help people with. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's silly that we, you know, argue about like this style working better than that style, or you need to do this and that won't work and, and things like that. I think... I think we need to come together as a group and we need to band together and be a strong group of people. And I don't know if acupuncturists in general are, are exceptional at that particular thing, but I would like to, you know, like to get people together. So I can't remember who it was that I talked to because I've talked to so many people here this morning, but somebody said something to the effect of we work with and treat people out of the perceptual framework that we ourselves have, which makes a lot of sense. And, and then, you know, you know we're, having we're having this conversation, talking about getting people together. I was sitting at lunch today, and I hear someone else say something to, to the effect of, you know, there's people that do this, like, really soft, like, just barely hands-on or Toyohari-ish kinds of stuff. They get good results. You get these other people that use a strong stimulation. They get good results. I mean, and this is something that we, we've heard in our profession, right? And it occurred to me, that thing that I had heard earlier today, we work out of our own perceptual system. I also think we attract people who are interested in the way we work. So I think I bring in a certain you know, patient to my office because of the way I work and because of the way I think. And you know, some of my patients wouldn't want to go see another type of acupuncturist. And the people who are going to see that other type of acupuncturist certainly wouldn't want to come see me. So I, I think, you know, we all have our, our attraction. We attract a certain type of people. And I think we need lots of types of people to keep acupuncture strong. I mean, I think if we all did the same thing, we'd just have a very small niche piece of the world here. And, and I think if we're all doing different things, I think we can get a lot of people treating a lot of patients that makes a, that lot, makes a lot of sense and plus the opportunity to learn something, to learn something new about what we do from someone with a whole different mindset than what we have you know i mean a lot of times i know for myself i've run into things in clinic i just can't seem to get it and, and i'll end up thinking oh i guess acupuncture doesn't treat that when the truth of the matter is you might not treat that i can't treat it that's exactly <laughs> yes yeah, so i refer last week i referred four patients to other acupuncturists. I just, people, you know, somebody called me with uh, Graves' disease, and I was, and they were like, can you help me? And I said, mm, no, uh, but I know somebody who probably can. And I gave them names of a couple acupuncturists that I think would do an exceptional job at that particular thing. And, you know, those acupuncturists called me and were like, hey, thanks, you know. And I think it's a great way to build your network is sending people who you don't necessarily have the skills for or haven't had success with to another patient. And, you know, I have a lot of acupuncturists who refer me patients because of that, you know, cooperative relationship. I think it's really important. Absolutely, I absolutely agreed. Um, I'd like to switch the topic just a little bit. Sure. You know, you're, you're very involved in, I'm using air quotes here, sports acupuncture world, right? You're, you're kind of the man. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm involved, yes. <laughs> you're involved. You're involved. And there's, and oh my goodness, there's so many people that are lit up about this. 
what, what are some of the trends that you're, that you're seeing with sports and orthopedic acupuncture? Is there anything that's kind of like, on, well, like, like here and interesting now, but anything on the horizon that's kind of got your attention? Mm, I'm not sure. Um, I think just the rise of sports, orthopedic, you know, anatomy-based kind of acupuncture is really interesting. But with that said, I don't want to see acupuncture go to just being like an orthopedic kind of thing. You know, Matt Callis and I were just sitting down at lunch talking and, and we were talking about programs that just weren't necessarily involving the traditional stuff, you know, the, you know, traditional point stuff and how important it is to keep that stuff in the medicine so that we don't want to lose it. So hopefully that the thing is moving towards understanding orthopedic stuff, but still incorporating all the traditional stuff. The thing I do see coming up a lot right now and, and people talking about it a lot is tendinal muscular meridians, Jinjing or Jingjin is, seems to be a really hot topic right now with the fascia kind of things going on. And so I'd say the two hot topics are fascia and, and tendinal muscular meridians. Two aspects of the same thing. What is your sense of working with the fascia in the Qingqing uh, at this point? Is this a, a piece of what you're doing? Is, is this an, an inquiry of yours? Uh, this is a piece I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn with people like, well, Anthony Vandermill is here is, is teaching this kind of stuff. So I want to do more stuff with him. I did an interview with Mary Rogel out of Illinois and you know this is the kind of stuff she's talking about and i have a, a a lead on somebody who's doing some really interesting stuff in uh new jersey with jingjin stuff and brian lau i'm trying to secure an interview with and you know there, there's people out there doing it and i want to i want to track these people down and learn from them and see what i can you know incorporate into my practice In recent years, the Sa'am acupuncture style has generated significant interest and a loyal and growing following. In the Sa'am approach, a precise diagnosis leads to a four-needle treatment to address the five element and six chi imbalances in the body. The four needles target the controlling and generating cycles. It's common using this method for the needle sensation to be stronger than in many other styles. Thus, the choice of needle becomes important. The Unico brand of needles lends itself to both strong and gentle techniques. These superior needles are made of uncoated Japanese surgical stainless steel and feature the best guide tube on the market with its unique beveled edge. Additionally, Unico needles have a tensile property that helps with freehanding needles into Jingwell points and allows you to more easily feel the arrival of Qi. Blue Poppy is the exclusive importer and distributor of Unico needles. Use the code QI2024 to save 10% off Unico needles at www.bluepoppy.com. You'll be glad you did. I was talking with Anthony earlier, and one of the things that was, that, 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 it kind of blew my mind, and it's, I guess this is a self-confession moment, right? I've been doing this for about 20 years. And for some reason, I've had this idea in my mind that, that the sinew channels are these like super superficial channels. And yes, they're helpful for tendon and muscular issues. 
a lot of acupuncture points lands on points where fascia dips into the muscles a little bit more, uh, like the deeper veins of fascia in the body. So maybe that's part of the, you know, they conduct electricity a little differently than the rest of the body. So maybe that's part of how all this stuff is working. I don't know. I'm just trying to learn all this it's, stuff. It, so. It's a little bit mysterious. Little I mean, I feel like I'm learning again. Now that I've been clued in to, oh, you can think about these the, the fascia, you can think about the, the, the tendinous, sinuous material in this whole other way. It's very exciting. I mean, wit definitely uses this, but he uses it in a very different way than, say, Anthony or whatever. So I think there's multiple ways to, to access this and think spending some time to learn what you can accomplish with them is, would be very interesting. So we're going to need to get back to what's going on here in just a couple of minutes. And, um, you know, in the conversations that well, we've been having for months now, because, you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into this. I keep hearing you talk about community, and I keep hearing you talk about people sort of working together and kind of riffing off each other and just, you know, kind of bumping up against each other and something happens, this sense of something that can arise out of a community. And um, certainly you're talking about it here in the acupuncture world. But where do you get this idea of community? Does this come from some other places, or is it just something that you've seen, you know, within our profession? Or is there, is there some other inspiration that you've got? I'm sure there's lots of inspirations, but part of it is I like to watch documentaries. And one kind of theme I see in a lot of documentaries is, you know, when they're talking about one person who made it or one band who made it or something like that, there's always a time in this documentary where there's a whole bunch of people sitting in a room doing something. We'll, we'll keep on the band, a mu music band kind of thing, where there's a bunch of people sitting in a studio, like putting things together and then those people end up being some of the great minds of that generation. And they all happen to be sitting in the same room working on these projects together when they're young and throwing around great ideas. And from these great ideas, you know, spawns this exceptional music. And I would like to see some of that happen here. So like, you know, people are just connecting here. So like we have somebody who's special, you know, like is all about concussions and we have people who work for, NFL football teams and connecting them to try to help some of these guys, you know, not have, you know, brain problems when they're 50, uh, you know, I think is an exceptional thing. And I think it'd be great for our profession that we can reach those kind of heights. And if those two people never get connected, then, you know, maybe somebody has problems later on that could have been, that could have or would have been solved from the two meetings. So I want to bring a lot of those kind of people together and great minds, you know, to create some great things. You know, we saw this in like uh, the 20s in Paris, right? Where you have all these artists and poets and painters and the Renaissance, and yeah, you know, they're, just, like, they're just like hanging, and then something gets catalyzed, and 20 years later, there's brilliance. Yeah, occasionally you put like two or five or ten great minds together, and 
there's leaps, you know, and there's exceptional things that happen. And, and if you, those two people or five people never got together, maybe that leap never happens. Well, it'll be curious to see what this spawns 10 years down the road. Hey, Chad, thank you, first of all, for putting together this fantastic event and uh, for grabbing a few minutes out of your busy day to have a chat. No problem. And uh, I, I just want to say thank you to, to Catherine, Alex, and Michelle for just being exceptional at helping me put this thing together definitely would never happen without the three of them and the people around them as well. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community.